Jesus Christ, Doc, you disintegrated Einstein. Disintegrated Einstein. Einstein. It's a mini-sode. Hi, it's Frida. And it's Abby. Welcome to the 90s and the movies that shaped us. But is it a perfect dream or a teenage nightmare? Skater boys and valley girls, grunge kings and prom queens, math geeks and fashion divas, T-birds and pink ladies. They had it all and we were loving it. Wardrobes to die for, keggers, street races and being coy while the guy you fancy sings to you from the bleachers. 20 years on and we're reliving our teenage fantasies. But does it still pass the vibe check? We are on episode one of five of our Teenage Dirtbag mini-series. And first up, Clueless. Our Queen Bee, the popular girl you love to love, is taking on her first social experiment. Can she turn the new girl in town into a total Betty and catch the eye of Prince Charming? Or does Prince Charming turn out to be a don't-you-know-who-I-am douchebag and maybe Betty is now a bit of a monster? Our heroine learns a valuable lesson in allowing people to be themselves and finds her own happiness along the way. I will not make fun of this movie. I love it so fucking much. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I'll make fun of Clueless. How could you? Do you know what? It's like, I always knew that I loved it. I have always loved it. But I obviously haven't watched it in quite a long time. And like when I was going to rewatch it, I was just a bit, uh, there was a little part of me that was slightly hesitant. And then I just like mm. had so much fun. <laughs> I, was I have watched it in recent years and I know it's intelligent. It's an yeah. intelligent movie. It is not stupid. I watched it with a, a female and a male person and the male person did not show respect. Like it's <gasps> very intelligent. And, and I felt like, he was so ready to be like, this is dumb, this is dumb, huh? this is stupid. But actually, it's highly intelligent. Yeah. And it's for, it, it is something the women, we hold it very dear. Yes. It's, it's w- what's be- It comes from that age as well. Like that's, There was a time in the 90s where they started making a bunch of like uh, American teenage, uh, like high school kids movies that were all based on classics. Like Shakespeare plays, oh, yeah. or like, yeah. and this is all like this is Emma Jane Austen. This and is Emma. It's so fantastic, and I just love it mm. so much. The also, strings that bind it to Emma sometimes are very thin, but yeah. I think that's part of its charm. It's so funny the little like, oh, she was knocked out by her shoe. <laughs> he has to help her, and like, it's not the paint. It's it's not that the picture of Ty. It's that you took the picture. It's like, I love that. I yeah. love it. It's fantastic. And yeah. um, the it's our second Alicia Silverstone with a gay best friend. Boom. Yeah, I, yeah, just, I just thought of that there. Anywho. Yeah. Um, okay. Would you like to talk about the cast? Mm. Yeah, well, I, I just thought Alicia Silverstone, we've already spoken about her a lot. So just reinforce who she's. She's just such a star. But um, I wanted to talk about Donald Faison and Stacey Dash together yeah. are the best part of Clueless. They're they are so, so funny and yeah. so good. I love them. Donald Faison yeah. in particular. They're so oh, good. The, 
there's just a couple of scenes I love, like the party when he when he shaves his head and she loses mm. her mind when they're in the car together. Um, when when they go on the oh no no I oh, sorry I'm not gonna say that that was for later. Mm-hmm. Uh, there yeah. is there's there's that bit of dialogue at some point. I don't know. Sorry, I've got loads of things in my answers. I can't. Yeah yeah yeah. I have a lot written down anything. about them and various other things, but okay. I just they they are yeah. so good. Um, yeah. I I think that like the whole. <laughs> I can't think of what the actor's name, but whoever plays Christian, the whole 50s rock and roll persona thing that he kind of has vibe going mm. on. I just find it so strange. <laughs> I love they, they tie it in with the dialogue, with the whole vibe of the movie. But I always just found it really weird that um, that she was so into him, that like she was so ready for him to be her first. <laughs> I know. Because like, he's like he's doll so face. great though. <laughs> Do- yeah. Doll face when when he walks in and holds his hey man to the dad holds his hands yeah. up like that she's like I get ya no the protective vibe I get it like he, it's yeah. brilliant it's so good he's so um, weird yeah oh, I really enjoy him um, obviously Paul Rudd is a fucking angel mm. from heaven <laughs> I paused it at one point and on my smart TV they have the cast kind of in a ribbon at the mm. bottom. And so it was his face and directly <laughs> under him was a photo of him from the present. You know, Paul Rudd in the cast. And I'm like, proof doesn't age. I took his photo and I, and I, I, so that I can Instagram that photo when this episode is out. I mean, this is the thing. We've all been saying it for years. We all know that Paul Rudd doesn't age. He's immortal. Like, it's just a reality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we have good. to talk about Brittany Murphy because I yeah, adored I her so much and I was so yeah. heartbroken when she passed away and it still just makes me mm-hmm. so sad but it's just also really happy to get to like watch her in this role again and just be like oh Brittany Murphy yeah just to watch her at just blooming she yeah. is so special and I, I was trying it. like her cause of death is still sort of a massive mystery like mm. doesn't all make a lot of sense and there's been a lot of lawsuits and her parents have been involved and it's all been kind of fucked and it's so sad. Oh. Um, I didn't, I, yeah, I don't really know anything about it. I just, I just yeah, remember being like really devastated when it happened because I was just yeah. like, she's just so much like promise and, mm-hmm. and lightness about her that she's just so mm. enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and she's I love, pure, I love that she's like, that's the thing. I love that she's like that the whole way through, except for that one scene, that one little scene. Oh, oh God. You're no a wonder virgin, you're a virgin who, who can't, can't drive. drive. <laughs> and it's just like, oh. That was way harsh. You're time. a virgin who can't drive. So good. Um, okay. So is there anyone else in the cast that you would like to pick out? No. Uh, no. Okay. So. Moving into the first bit thing we're going to talk about. So my original intention was to approach this from a whole social sciences background to try to make it justifiable sure. for science at the movies. Uh, yeah, it's fuck it. Sure. Uh, <laughs> we're not doing that. We're just going to talk about well, the Well, the whole but point we of our t- miniseries was not in the scope movies. And here yeah, we are, exactly. not in the scope. So, yeah. Yeah. But we are going to talk a little bit about like how it kind of shaped us and like tropes and things like that. So, But the first thing mm-hmm. that we're going to kick off with is just... Bring the joy and the happy vibe. Best bits. Boom. I've got a list. Uh, Do you have a list? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. All right, five okay. things. All right. I'll, I'll give one first. Um, mm-hmm. The bit where she... 
the bit where she's describing like her house at the start and she just has a line where she goes like she says something like about basically saying that her house is like really historic and she's like like the columns date all the way back to the 70s all the way back to 1970 and it's like oh isn't my house like totally classic (laughs) the columns date all the way back to 1970 like sweetie Uh, give me one I got a 45 and a shovel. I doubt anyone would miss you. Ah, uh, yes. That's excellent. Excellent. Uh, um, I've got one. We might get Marky Mark to plant a tree. Oh, Marky Mark, I know. We might get Marky Mark to plant a tree. St- still checks out. Give me still. one. Um, all shares debates. Yes. Two debates. They are still brilliant. Absolutely. <laughs> they are they are very, very good. But everyone's like, what about like the strain on like our resources? <laughs> but it was like this time when my dad had his party and people came that like did not RSVP. <laughs> the more, the merrier. And so <laughs> it's delivered so perfectly as well, you what know. What was the topic of the, the second debate? Was I can't remember. Bad. It was so funny. It was um, really good. Like, they're good. Yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah, go. Okay. Uh, Amber in the gym lineup. My plastic surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my face. Oh, yeah. that, yeah. Just... that That's one of my... Um, yeah, that was actually my next one. I love, love, love the sports scene. <laughs> It's brilliant, just in terms of the social sciences, the way they all are dressed, the way they're all lined up, yeah. the, the the all the plastic surgery, the the whole speech that she gives, like this is not working up, this is not helping anything in, in a line, and they all clap for her and like yeah. the teacher, I, it is exasperation just on the teacher, like I'm just trying to get you to do some activity. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, um, the what's Hadians. Your, what's your next Sorry. one? Um, we're getting on the freeway. Yes. <laughs> we're on the freeway. Oh, every time I accidentally get on a freeway, I'm like, oh, I'm on the freeway. The oh, whole scene oh, is just fantastic. The whole the drive, being, like, the panic, the, the fr- <laughs> it's so well done. It's so amazing. Um, I, <laughs> I love the bit with Elton and Cher in the car when he's trying to like serenade her and woo her. It's so funny. It's so uncomfortable. It's so just like gross guy doing what like, you know, I, I'm going to sing to you. It's just, I don't know. It's just turn like, away, turn, turn away. Yeah. Turn, it's just cringe. It's so that's it, cringe. cringe. It's so cringy. Away. It's so cringy. But it's a great scene. She's just like, it's so like, completely oblivious and it's just beautiful <laughs> it is um, it is it's it, he's he's the worst and it's it's perfect <laughs> uh what's yeah. your next one i do not like get the way guys dress these days <laughs> and by the way that entire speech i agree till i watched that and i was like i agree yeah on we- and and like we're supposed to just like swoon as if I'm like, yeah, we all look like 
I'm all for being like women put a lot of effort into the way they look and like that's a big standards. But sometimes I'm like, why don't the men pick it up a little bit? <laughs> Actually, that's more the point. Cher's point is like, why don't they pick it up? Like, why should we swoon for them? As if the speech is so timeless. I agree. Men need to pick the fucking slack up and start to like, yeah. Yeah. Come up, come up to our expectation level. Yeah. Or the expectations yeah. that are put on us. How about you have the same, please, darling? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I've got, I've got two more. Um, one is a uh, Spartacus, that classic date night movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, sure. A guy turns up to your house with Spartacus to watch and you're like, we're going to get it on. <laughs> Spartacus classic yeah <laughs> do you have another one I um no I have things other okay. things in other contexts so, and that was all yeah that was my last the there. last one and I think it's <laughs> it's something that I never paid attention to before uh really and it just it killed me it floored me she comes down for the date with Christian and she's wearing like this white a tiny dress and and her father's like it looks like underwear go upstairs and put something on and she's like duh I was just going to oh, and she goes mm-hmm. up and she comes out with a sheer shirt <laughs> a completely sheer see through like classy thing it was just amazing I was just like <laughs> yeah, I love that she's so like of good. course I'm gonna put something on and it's just so completely like it doesn't matter her outfits see-through. Her outfits are amazing. My yeah. favorite outfit is her driving lesson outfit when she's like, yes. oh my God, I need my thing. And, and Lucy's like, okay, I'll go. I'll call them. I'll call the cleaner, you know, and she's oh. talking to Lucy. I'm not a Mexican. And yes. Paul like, she's from El Salvador. So it's a completely different country. Okay, I'm always wrong. I'm always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but her outfit just, I, yeah. that outfit is my favorite one with the Argyle mini skirt, mm. t-shirt. The see-through shirt and the long socks. Oh. That that so is good. yeah that that kind of comes up in the. It, I'm going to bring that up again in a while. Okay, mm-hmm. so the second part is um, looking back on it now with the eyes of today. What are some things that troubled you or shocked you? So I think the main thing is the brother sister relationship and the age difference. So it's it's that relationship I think that I did. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, she was married to my, you were hardly married to, to my dad. And it was like five years ago. But I just think that it's an entirely inappropriate relationship. And the age difference is troubling, too. She's 16. The age of consent. She's below the age of consent. He's above it. That would be statutory rape. I What's don't the think age of it's consent excusable. in America? It's 18 in, in, in Los Angeles. Is I looked it? it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was She's 16. So, yeah. so that's not legal. Um, I just, I, I do think it's troubling. I think that him crashing on a high school girl is inappropriate. You see, it doesn't bother. So Tell the brother sister relationship, I, I kind of don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, what, with me? Uh, yeah, I think that like it's very, very well established that they do not consider themselves brother and sister, that they don't have any familial relationship to each other. Like the, you know, it's, they don't have, they don't share a parent. They don't have any, um, mm. he's more someone that like her dad 
kind of helps out or has a relationship as she said your mum was hardly married to my dad and it was like five years ago but um I, I, I hear that, but it's but sort it's of the whole premise not diffi- of it's not difficult to avoid dating someone who was your stepbrother. Like you just should avoid it. I just think it's intrinsically. Well, I'm just I'm just saying that like it's it's the entire premise of the movie Emma is the fact that it was this um, that Knightley is uh, it's her yeah. her father's like stepson, but mm. they don't have yeah, any yeah. relationship to each other. So I don't know. I just feel like. I feel like it's the kind of thing where it's like they know each other, but they don't have that connection. Mm. Um, yeah, I and, know and I get what you're saying like... about the age difference, but like when I was looking at it, I was trying to figure out like how old is he supposed to be, and like eight nineteen. He's yeah 19? eighteen, and she's sixteen. So it's like yeah, I know. it kind of doesn't yeah. seem to me like when you think about it in that way. Like I get what you're saying about the age of consent, but I also think like it's it's a tricky one when we start saying that because of the age of consent, like an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old couldn't be together, whereas a 20-year-old and an 18-year-old mm. could. I know. It's also confusing because back then they cast people that were much older to play younger people. Yeah. So it's also sort of confuses you because he's older than the character he's actually playing as well again. Yeah. So it's like a, another layer. But on that thing, like another thing, when I looked at this movie, I was like a little sort of troubled by was that she isn't a good match for him. Like he is a college person who is intellectual and, and, and he's not into the way that like she puts a lot of money into her clothing. Like he's not into that. Like the, he's dating someone who's more on his level, you know, ethically and intellectually. She's not on his level intellectually. She doesn't have curiosity. She, you know, like uh, she's a, uh, is she such a good person? I don't know. It's like, it's hard to, it's hard to really say. I don't think they're a good match. Like I, I think he shouldn't be with her. Like that, that, that's sort of the thing that really got me when I was watching it. I was like, I don't, I think at the end of the day, like she's not such a good person. She's a manipulative person. No. Okay, fine. No. Right, um, that's it. Well, that's my first point. Um, to be fair I guess like I'm slightly prejudiced because uh, I I love the book Emma mm. um, there's certain adaptations of it that I think are fantastic that I really love and I love the story of it and the idea of where it comes from and I do think their relationship and the depiction of it is a complete and it, it's a perfect it perfectly matches the development okay. of that relationship in Emma so it's like to me I'm just like they are meant to be together Mm. It is Emma, unlikely, and it's. Uh, I, I just like can't if, help it. <laughs> I don't even know if I really agree with myself. I think I'm kind of like looking for something because at the end of the day, you watch this movie. It is super progressive. Like it's amazing. Yeah. Like it's so progressive, and I do think she learns lessons. Like there, it is yeah. a character journey when she's like, "I'm amazing," and then she questions, "Is like maybe I'm being selfish," and she finds a path to actually being good person and she does go on a bit of a journey where she recognizes a lot of those things were actually selfish so i don't even i think i'm arguing against myself here and being like (laughs) well i've got a list of things go um so yeah no like these are small things as well so i didn't necessarily follow like just entirely like shocking big things there's also just a Mm -hmm. bunch of just little tropes that like we just wouldn't see in movies these days or that if we saw it in a movie these days we would just be like why so uh the level of hat wearing (sighs) (laughs) okay like i don't like watching it back i'm like jesus people wore hats um 
the baggy pants below the butt, what you were saying about that conversation, about the, the way okay. guys dress. Like, I remember that being the trend back then. I remember my friend worked in a restaurant with a guy who used to wear his jeans below his butt and you, like, you'd see his butt in his boxers and the belt would be tied, like, down low. And people would complain about it in the restaurant and he would, like, say, like, oh, you know, like, it makes me feel physically sick to have my jeans up around my waist. Oh, it's yeah, just yeah. like... It's it's not a good look. This at no point was ever a cool mm. trend. Watching people walk around with their jeans hanging below their fucking butts was never a good trend. Never. I, never. I definitely went through high, very low strung stuff when I was uh, late teens. Yeah. I, did, I went through that and I'd say the same thing. I just feel more comfortable. Or it's like being like, I just feel more comfortable in stilettos. It's like, no, yeah. you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you do not. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, yeah. All right, so my last thing is, uh, <laughs> this is the biggest thing, I think. <laughs> There's one thing that happens in the movie okay. that is a complete, completely dates it. Like it completely, 100% is something that would not come up in a movie nowadays. Mel Gibson being popular. Amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, oh, I like that. There's loads of stuff that takes a little tiny little things like that. But that, yeah, um, knowing everything Mel Gibson said yeah. and also calling somebody a total Baldwin because they're hot as well. Oh, yeah. Like uh, one of the Baldwins that we have now. Like, okay. total Baldwin. <laughs> total Baldwin. Yeah. Oh, the Mel Gibson one. Yeah. I thought you'd like that. I one. have two. I have, I have, um, well, I was again with, with Christian and the gay thing, and like I was like, does it date? I think the scene with the movie where she's playing footsies. Yeah. Watching it now as an add-on, I'm like, this is great. Yeah, it's because really she good. plays footsies, and he's like, oh fuck, and he looks at her, and he's like, um, and she's like, I'm caught. He's like, here's a pillow, and then he goes, and then he's, he, you can see almost internally, he's like, I need to get out of here. Yeah, like it's great, and he just leaves, and he's like, we're friends, right? And he leaves. And I'm looking at, like, now that I sort of know more about the world, I think that scene is brilliant. Yeah. Maybe his portrayal, I think, is great. Again, there's nothing derogatory. It's a little surface level in terms of, like, oh, I have a shopping partner now. Gay people. Yeah. They're stylish. And can be, that's obviously, like, offensive and superficial. Um, but he's not given, like, there are plenty of side characters who aren't fleshed out. So he's not more or less fleshed out like than any other of the side characters, I don't think. Like we, we don't know anything. So I think I think that that's good. Yeah. Uh, I think it holds up. Do you think it holds up? Yeah, absolutely. I, I really enjoy that, that. I think it's a good portrayal. I think it's a good... I think it's handled really well. Like on his part and the, like they, you know, that they show kind of the... Um, you know that, like you said, that panic, that moment where he's like, "Oh shit, mm. <laughs> I brought yeah, you Spartacus! You Come on!" <laughs> yeah, like he's obviously it is the nineties. You have to allow, like, he wouldn't just be like, "I'm gay" because it wasn't it wasn't the way people are. But he for sure was like, ob- "It's obvious, isn't it?" Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, it isn't. Fuck, poor girl. I guess this is a thing." Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a great scene. And the the last little one was, and I I think this is amazing. Um. Woman, I hate when you call me woman. Excuse me, Miss Dion. Yes. And he goes, a lot of street slang, female pronouns have um, mocking, but not necessarily misogynistic undertones. Yeah. Unreal. 
I re- no, yeah, I think that I really like that scene. Amazing. It's it's amazing the way it holds up. He's holding. I love when he, he's like literally having to hold his pants up, but it's yeah. part of his whole posture. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's amazing how forward this is. I love it. I love this movie. Yeah, it's so good. All right, so the next the next section is to talk about uh, how how it shaped either our views or behaviors at the time, or like what what bits looking back on it now do we find most relatable. Um, how it shaped me at the time is, I think, it, it the beauty standards. Yes. That in a, in a negative way, I think. Yes. Is that it established impossible beauty standards for myself? Um, yeah. In share. The the, the whole her. like the whole depiction of the the what is it the Beverly Hills girl, the whole like the mm-hmm. wealth the wardrobe that she has, you know, the computer picking at her outfit. Like she doesn't use mirrors. She takes pictures. All this kind of stuff definitely had that effect on I love the movie, but also I'm never going to be that girl. Yeah. And then is that damaging to want to be that girl? Mm. And the whole, the way the story is told, I guess, is like the idea of taking that, like taking Ty and trying to turn her into that like that that that's what the acceptable thing is but i do enjoy that the end message of the movie is to say no like people are different and let people be different and express themselves mm-hmm. in different ways and let ty be with who she wants to be with even if he's a skater boy <laughs> yeah he's uh, i never knew he was so motivated yeah even in I, <laughs> yeah, like also the fact that like Trevor is okay because now we realize he has a passion. We just didn't think that was a legitimate passion. So the way they judge him, um, I'm uncomfortable with. Yeah. No, um, I'm okay with that because I think that we do that in life anyway. I don't think any of us particularly want a partner who has no motivation and who would just sit around all day being a That's stoner. True. I don't think we would want that. And but I think she, hard. I think initially she was trying to save Ty from that idea of like. You know, do you, do you want to end up in this relationship where you, where it's just going to pull you down and you're just going to sit there and never achieve mm. anything, or do you want Smoke to achieve pot. things? Yeah. And and it was kind of like, you know, and he said that about being sober and stuff as well. So like, you know, I think yeah, it's all positive. Yeah. Okay, so scrap that then. Um, yeah, I think so, yeah, the whole like having loads of money and having everything you want as well. It's the '90s thing, but yeah, the the and also there's all the plastic surgery and and for me. So all, a lot of these girls depicted here are like Jewish. There's like a lot of Jews and all of them with their nose jobs and their chin jobs. And I think when I was a teenager, I was desperate for plastic surgery because I felt like my face was all wrong and right. I had to get a nose job and a chin job. And I knew California girls, like girls and Jewish girls in California who got all that surgery done. Right. And I really hated the way that I looked. And I always wanted a nose job as well. Yeah, movie yeah. like this just yeah. made me hate totally my the way side that I profile. I I was I had a massive complex about my side profile for a very long time, even me to too. the point now where I'm very uncomfortable with photographs because of just how how my face looks. Because movies like this like taught me to think that a side profile was important and you're supposed to look a certain way and and that my mm. the shape of my nose is wrong and the shape of my chin is wrong and 
you know, my neck is wrong, just everything. So yeah, it definitely, yeah, I definitely have positives and negatives with it. But I do think looking back on it now, I'm able to erase all of those thoughts because yes, I don't feel that way anymore because I've grown in myself and confidence mm-hmm. and comfortableness in who I am. So now I'm able to look at the movie and just enjoy it without yeah. those feelings, which is quite totally. nice. Yeah. Now I can look at Cher and just enjoy how gorgeous she is. Yeah. Every outfit, I can enjoy her effort, her, her wanting to be appreciated, her wanting to feel like people are acknowledging her beauty. I see that she's young and she wants that validation and I think it's sweet and I think she's gorgeous and I'm able to enjoy that without feeling terrible about myself. I used to hate my, my profile until I realized it's my best angle actually. Yeah. Because that's what makes me me and the, my bone structure is unique and like I start to enjoy my profile. But yeah, yeah. When I was young and I didn't know myself, this movie affected me in a way. Okay. Definitely. Um, all right. So my, uh, the ones that I have are way more lighthearted. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I've got like the, the fact that we all went around for ages going as if. Oh yeah. And so, loser, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, we already, you already brought it up with the Paul Rudd thing, but like the whole, the whole trend, um, of adults playing kids in movies just warped this idea of totally. what it, a teenager was. You watch these American movies and you used to always be so confused. And I was like, oh my God, like are American teenagers like, do they talk like this? Is that how they talk <laughs> in their classrooms? Do you know, they have these debate things. They've got all this fucking shit. Like, are they all just like fully functioning formed adults already? I was very confused for a long time into believing that American teenagers were just more advanced than other teenagers because movies kept fucking putting adults in the roles and writing scripts that made them speak like they were fully formed adults. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) It's hilarious. I actually watched this movie with an American person who was my age little bit older so really and I was asking you I was like so in America like was it was it like this for you in high school was it like this for you in high school I was getting her to corroborate like American high school life and there was a lot of it she was like yeah totally we were like who's not a virgin you're a virgin you're a virgin like she's like yeah it checks out totally fuck (laughs) yeah all right I've got I've got two do you have any more I've got two more yeah, one was also just the whole like defining yourself by like who's your boyfriend? Did you get a boyfriend? Is this yeah. boyfriend like that pressure as well? It's like yeah, know, that was very that's so yeah, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about because um, it was yeah. So I've got two two bits that relate to that actually. It's it's kind of all the same thing. I was like, there's one thing where it's like the moment when she realizes that she has feelings for him. And yeah. she suddenly like forgets how to be a normal person. That is so. That is the most relatable thing in the whole fucking movie. <laughs> the moment you're like, oh I fancy God. that guy. How do I use words again? <laughs> She's just sitting there, and he's like, "Are you fine?" It's uh, like you. Everything about how you behave around the person immediately changes as soon as you realize you have a crush, and you suddenly just cannot function normally. Oh and it's so obvious, and it's so weird, totally. and you're just like, "Why am I a different human now?" <laughs> awesome when she didn't have a crush she was like hey gorgeous hey granola breath teasing yeah. him coming giving him a kiss on the cheek waving her yeah. hair in his face as soon as she realizes she likes him she's like yeah. <laughs> that was she's sitting cross-legged with her hair up and she's yeah. just like uh-huh. <laughs> and then there's um there yeah. it's what you said about the defining yourself by the by the boy and it really depicts for me 
how we behaved as teenagers in relationships as women like how we how we defined ourselves through men because there's that line that Ty has with the whole Elton like when you look at this movie Elton was not a good dude he was not a likable dude like there was no reason to like him and it was this classic thing that I have experienced as a teenager for sure and I know my friends have as well so you can tell me if you have too where she didn't have any connection to him. There was this moment where he helped her. He really obviously wasn't interested in anything with her, but he helped her mm-hmm. out. So she kept the tea towel and she kept the tape of the song <laughs> and everything. And then when Oof. he doesn't want to be with her, the friend responds with that classic thing where we go, you're too good for him. You know, that's the if response. He doesn't want to be. Him. And that that's the thing. Yeah. That's the line then. She's yeah. like, if I'm too good for him, then how come I'm not with him? And you're like, this is the wrong attitude and approach to have to relationships, but I definitely had those thoughts and feelings as a teenager, um, probably because of movies like this, telling mm. me that like, as a friend, you're supposed to tell her that, oh, he, I hated him anyway, I didn't like him anyway, and, and you're too good for him, and you don't deserve him, and, and he's just scared, and he's afraid of commitment, and all these excuses that we give our friends for the reason why the guy, other than the straightforward standard excuse of, he's not fucking into you. He's not that into you. Which sounds cruel, (laughs) but as soon as you learn the lesson in life that not everyone is going to like you and that's okay. And you're the guy who's not into you, you're probably not really in love with him because you haven't developed that bond and that Mm. relationship. And the fact that you're so defined by the fact that you have to have a boyfriend and he showed you a tiny bit of attention meant that you already created this relationship in your head that now that it's turned out that he's not interested in you, you're mourning the ending of a relationship that never existed because you built it up in your mind that you were supposed to be together. Yeah, oh wow. But how quickly you how quickly you do that. Unbelievably. So <laughs> Unbelievably. Women are amazing. Women are we're amazing. Like our minds are capable yeah. of very quick analysis. <laughs> what I wanna say though is I do genuinely yes. believe that like the generation below us don't do that. I honestly believe that the generation below us, yeah, they have, and they have a a much better handle on what their standards are, what they deserve Mm. and what their expectations should be from relationships to not allow themselves to kind of, I'm not saying all of them, but I'm just saying like, I've seen evidence of there's girls, all right, where I've seen the way that they kind of talk about their own value and their own worth and you're not worth my time. And the way they talk about dating now, where it's just kind of, a way more casual kind of thing like mm. oh we've been on three dates but we've not even kissed or I don't even know if I like him yet or things like right. that which I just think is so different to what my experience is that mm. it makes me sometimes just go you're so much more mature than me <laughs> I know I have to start listening to conversations on the tram I usually block them out but for the purposes of this mini series I'm gonna I'm gonna start actually listening in because I you hear it a lot um but I think this movie is like you know you want to get a boyfriend that you're gonna marry in high yeah. school is so dated yes but i do and think it's, it's still rightly so. is that still a very american thing though but that's quite an australian thing yeah. as well isn't it definitely not australia in the used to around. totally be like that you get married young yeah but yeah. now it's like people nah, people want their options they want to live their life like they want to get careers going like the world yeah. has changed so much for young kids the idea of having being secure having securing your boyfriend before you go to college was like a thing that you might wanted to have done in the 90s and i don't think that's the case yeah anymore 
Okay. You don't. Yeah, you want to know who you're going to marry. So when you come back from college, you get married. Yeah. So like you set it up and you're secure, dated. Right. Okay. Shall we move on to the last question? Mm-hmm. Or to end, to end it, we have a question. Frida, who are yeah. you at this school? A very minor member of the group, <laughs> not beautiful enough to ever be secure, not ever quite getting it right. Sometimes I have to hang out with the slackers over on the grassy knoll. <laughs> <laughs> That was one zero 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 percent me in high school because I had the family connections to like be allowed in with the kids. Like I was right. never going to be fully on the outside because my family was good and there was like a little bit of perks there. But I'm weird and just not pretty enough and like not yeah. And so every now and then I'd need a break. Like I'd have to be. There wasn't like Frida, you need a break from us. But I kind of knew when I had to sit with the nerds for a bit, like totally, and then come back like. <laughs> 100% I was always on the edge um yeah yeah nope that's interesting because <laughs> I was always on the edge as well yeah. I was never part of a group I was always mm-hmm. like sometimes I was with one group sometimes I was with another group um but I was never firmly in a group mm. and like, oh, definitely... I was never included I was yeah. always left out of events and stuff because I was never firmly in any group that people yeah. forget to invite me to like parties birthday parties yeah. and things like that the thing is, like when I when I was in secondary school as well, I skipped third, I skipped fourth year, which is um. So we do our junior cert, oh. which is three years, and then we have a transition year, which is your fourth year. And normally in transition year, you do things like I guess a lot of the stuff that we would see familiar in American schools. So you do you know like projects like business, kind of setting up a business project type thing, and you could do you know some time abroad or like whatever just Mm. just random things but none of it counts towards what you're actually doing and then fifth and sixth year you do your leaving cert uh but in my school it doesn't happen in every school but in my school you had the option of skipping the fourth year so I did so I finished my third year because I hated school so much and I had such (laughs) a horrible time in school when I was younger that I just wanted to get out of there so I skipped my fourth year I went straight into fifth year then that just meant that I was younger than everyone else and I didn't know anyone. Oh. So like, yeah, it was like, I kind of regret it now thinking back because I think like the fourth year experience would have been really good, but um, yeah. yeah. skipping is a bit of a, and staying down, it puts yeah. you outside the social group. It's actually a shitty idea. It's a shitty thing it's, to do. Yeah, it does. It makes it really awkward. Then uh, like all the girls in my year, they were all having like their 18th birthday parties and I was like still 16. Yeah, it's like, rough. No. Anyway, I basically, who am I in the school? I'm not even in the class. I'm not allowed on the grounds. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm at the, like, uh, I'm at whatever, like, public school is down around the corner. That lets, <laughs> I'm on the other side of the tracks, man. I'm in the valley. <laughs> oh, yeah, in the valley. Are you Brittany Murphy because of because of moving the lines? You now have to go to the school with these rich kids. Like it's like because you know Brittany Murphy's in the school now yeah. because they've like moved the line as to like which oh, okay. households are included in the catchment area, yeah. some shit, something like that. Yeah. So now she has to go instead of that school, she's going to this school. Yeah. Something. <laughs> okay, so do we have any final comments? Uh, I have two. Okay, go. The first is Scar. <laughs> The yeah. Boston, the mighty, mighty Bostons. <laughs> it really was them. 
the boss tones sorry the mighty mighty boss tones scar so good (laughs) Mm. what's your other one so the beginning scene with the matching right the computer yes she picks out a matching set. I just want to point that out. That's what would have come as a set. To pick out a matching set, I know. It's matching. I know. Just make sure everyone's. We're all clear. I don't really <laughs> think I need to say it out loud. We all know, like, it's it's like an unspoken thing that we don't criticize anything about Clueless. Yes, that's true. I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I realized when I was rewatching it, I had like a realization moment mm-hmm. where. When, when they show the shots in the house, like when they're in the kitchen and then they're in like the living room and stuff and, and the hallway. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized that for years mm-hmm. when I like if I've ever like imagined what my dream house would be if I had lots of money, it's Cher's house. That's what's been in my mind. When I picture my kitchen, it's Cher's kitchen. Yeah. And then the way the door goes out from the kitchen down into where the where the living room is and stuff, it's that there's. It's different in my mind. Like it's kind of moved, like there's certain things that are changed about it and stuff like that. But I watched it and I went, that's what I've been picturing all these years. Do you think that it put, it put, it, oh, it came in from this movie 100%. Uh, un, 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 unreal. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Totally. I think, I, I don't think you're the only one. Yeah. I just, I just didn't know that all these years. And like I said, I've changed it. You know, I've, I've restructured it in my mind, moved things around a little bit. Uh, but it's definitely, the same place um, and then my last yeah, final so comment is just yeah. basically this is kind of one of the reasons why I think this movie is so great and why okay. I enjoy it so much because at the end of the day Cher is a good person like we have the cliques yeah. we have the popular girls but she's never cruel she's not a, a popular no, girl who's no. cruel to other people yeah. or who's like you can't be in our clique and you're not part of us or whatever um, never, it never. makes the whole movie fun because you like her you like her and yeah. Dion you like Ty even Amber is a bit annoying but like you don't hate I her I like Amber you, you know? get it Amber's just sort of kind of not quite getting it right I, I, yeah. she's got the same level of privilege and beauty and everything but she's sort of a little tacky yeah I it, get it yeah. I get Amber and she's never mean it's just like a bit of a like Amber is more always trying to one up Cher yes. and Cher's like secure enough she's actually fine with it that's the thing it's just there's a relaxed energy about the whole thing and there's just a sweetness to it and just like the setting up the teachers and everything because it's like it's for her own ends but also it's like she genuinely wants people to be happy you know she genuinely enjoys the cuteness where she's like oh look the look how cute they are together and stuff you know it's there's a sweetness to it i love miss guys but we haven't we didn't speak about wally sean wally sean But also they're, they're like kiss at the car. They're like passionate kiss. Yeah. It's just so adorable. Yeah. And when Ty is mean to Travis, she's like, nah. nah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, we exactly. Like get popular. She's like, that's and not, yeah, that's not the yeah. type of shit that we're into here. No. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So yeah, I agree. So that, there we go. We finally managed it. We got to talk about Clueless. Clueless. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yay, that's it. Uh, that is the start of our Teenage Dirtbag series. In two weeks time, we will have never been kissed. And that is going to be fucking interesting. Oh, I can't wait. We're Teenage Dirtbags, baby. Happy is a much bigger dirtbag than Oh, <laughs>
I'm clearly the dirtbag here. It's me. I'm the dirtbag. <laughs>